time to ham up. Now I gotta really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! Welcome, listeners, back to After the Credits, a Yum Chunks podcast. Thank you for tuning in today for episode 72, where we will review Mortal Kombat, the new HBO or Warner Brothers movie released on HBO and in the theaters. Uh, Again, now that COVID is winding down. Uh, Yeah, one way or another, you found yourselves to our podcast uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I am Ryan Davis, your host, and co-hosting, as mostly usual, or eh, pretty much all the time, is my brother Sean Davis. I'm here. What's up? I'm I'm happy that COVID's winding down. It was it was busy this last year. It needs a break. It, yes, very <laughs> much so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it, it's like a, it's like an occupation. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. It's really busy. It was working overtime, uh, put in some hard hours. So it's finally winding down. It's going on vacation. Um, also with me to assist in the hosting duties is Aaron Ruiz. Hey, Aaron, uh, how do you find the winding down of COVID? I also find the winding down of COVID a good thing. I think everyone deserves a break every now and then. And, uh, I think, uh, COVID earned it. <laughs> Well, if everything well, goes great. according to plan, it's going to take a vacation to Mars, and we'll we'll see it there, maybe. There you go. Oh, no, the the rovers are going to get infected. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, okay, well, cool. Um, well, yeah, we're going to talk about Mortal Kombat, but before we do that, let's get a little update about what's been going on. So gather around the, the, the chunk fire, all. Aaron, you probably have you have to give us an update <laughs> based since the last time you were on the podcast. So last time I think was Final Fantasy VII remake. <laughs> about <laughs> oh, a year boy. ago, then. About yeah. a year ago. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, I also watch movies and other things besides just playing video games. Um, but I am playing a lot of video games lately. I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, which is it's just pretty good. I've been enjoying that. Um, also uh, played Resident Evil two and three recently. Uh, the remakes uh, both were a lot of fun. I really recommend both of those games if you're a fan of Resident Evil games in general, um, both the classic ones and uh, four, five, and six, since they kind of took a different flair when those uh, when those games started. Um, but those are just a lot of fun, real quick games, so you can kind of finish them in an afternoon. Um, uh, also watched a lot of movies, TV, and all that stuff. I finished that Shadow and Bone show recently. Um, I think overall it's an okay show. It's pretty YA and feels like a YA novel turned into a show. Um, but it's it comes together pretty interestingly, and the world's interesting enough. Uh, I I will give it a pass or a thumbs up. Um, and then also watched uh, the Demon Slayer Mugen Train movie uh, last night. Um, fantastic movie. Thoroughly enjoyed it as a huge fan of Demon Slayer. So that was a really cool experience for me um, and whatnot. And I uh, actually saw that with Ryan Davis. So he'll be able to probably give his take on that too. Um, but other than that, uh, I got this baby on the way. Um, 
That's right. Yeah, that's right. I haven't, I haven't been on here since the baby was on the way. Um, so it should be here any day now. So that'll be fun. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much what I've been doing. Other than that, just working a lot and enjoying what I can as far as media goes. Uh, baby aside, uh, cool. are you going to get um, the Resident Evil 8 game? Because that's coming out this week. And yeah, it's been getting pretty good reviews. Yeah, I really want to get it. Um, I'm pretty excited for it. But I haven't beaten 7 yet. And oh, yeah. I, I keep hearing that it really leads like together. I'm like, all right, I got to... I got, and it's funny because it's like free on PlayStation uh, Plus or whatever, yeah. and so I have it downloaded on my PS5, and I just keep looking at it. I'm like, yeah, but Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm kind of saying because I, the reviews I've been reading at Village are pretty good. Um, yeah. But it does seem like, oh, I never beat 7, so I'm thinking about going and playing through 7. And Valhalla, if you plan on beating Valhalla before any other game, then you'll never play another game in your life because that game is <laughs> ridiculously too long. And uh, that's what after I'm After having finally finished it recently. so Yeah. So you did finish it. So I guess there is some yeah, I guess there is other, some hope. Others will play other games. He started, uh, started it before oh, COVID, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, did, I did start in the middle of COVID. I started, yeah. like, you know, it did. It took the second half of a pandemic to for me to be able to finish Valhalla. So. Um, All game lengths will be rated in terms of how many COVIDs <laughs> yes. it'll take you to beat it. This took half a COVID. New uh, rating metric. Yep. Yep. Um, cool. Well, uh, since you're having a baby on the way, that will give you more time because what are you gonna? You just gotta sit around doing yeah, nothing as the baby sleeps, right? Yeah, the baby sleeps, and then I'll and then I'll play Valhalla, and then I'll feed him, and then I'll go back. It'll be perfect. And then maybe yeah, I'll be sounds... seven before, uh, or Resident Evil Seven before that time too. We'll see. I'll work at it, but uh, I guess um, I should pass it along. I'll, I'll pass it along to you, Sean. What have um, you been up to? Cool. Well, uh, you mentioned Shadow and Bone, and I also finished and watched Shadow and Bone. Uh, watched and finished Shadow and Bone. Um, and yeah, my thoughts are pretty similar. I I think it's better than maybe some of the really mediocre young adult stuff i think overall it was i think the world is pretty cool um i like the kind of um it's not it's it's uh what's the word i'm looking for a little lovecraftian almost mm. less in the kind of eldritch kind of although there is that element to it but more in like the time it and kind of world it takes place it it reminds me of like did you ever play that video game valkyria chronicles um do you know what i'm talking about it's like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, it's it's um yeah it's like this it's a real-time strategy game but it takes place in alternate yeah. history during <laughs> like world war one um and that's kind of what it reminds me it's like it's inspired by like i don't know world war one uh, uh aristocratic russians and i mean they're all british accents in the show but you know just the vibe <laughs> yeah. and the feel and stuff mm-hmm. um and that kind of world war one style army you know um but it's also just fantasy and it's not historical fiction it's just pure fantasy but anyways um but uh and a little bit of Western vibe and, you know, like a gunslinger who... Yeah, you know, with that, yeah, that gunslinger yeah. character. Those, I mean, those guys were my favorite characters. That yeah, whole, me too, actually. The, the crows the, and yeah, the thieves the, and stuff. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, they were cool. Um, but overall, I did like it. I did think, it, yeah, it dipped into some uh, the melodramatic YA. I don't know, and the, I, I'm not a, the the main guy, not the main guy, but the the hero guy now. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, he, oh, I yeah. was like, he's so boring. I hated that guy. <laughs> I, like, I hate him so boring. <laughs> I know. Like, I don't. Do, why do you? Why do you like this guy? I don't. She doesn't. I don't know. Get get back with the cool dark general guy. That guy was cool. Um, <laughs> I know. Anyways. uh but yeah so i watched that i've actually watched been watching a lot of tv been checking out a couple new shows so i i finished that um on hbo they have um two shows i've been watching the nevers which shares a lot of the same genetic um you know makeup as as shadow and bone Uh it's the more steampunkish side of that genetic you know angle though um it's the show the new show by joss whedon um and it's like basically if x-men took place in victorian london or pre-victorian london kind of you know industrial Hmm. mid 1800s i think i don't know the exact date um but it's it's so far i'm liking it Uh, there's been like four or five episodes um and they're doing a good job of painting the world and this obviously is historical fiction so you know there's that appeal to and um it has the it has the classic like Whedon ish dialogue, which at this point, you know, you, you I I'm generally a fan, but even me sometimes I'm just like, eh, mm-hmm. yeah, you're a little pushing it. Ah, come on, ah, it's a little bit too snarky for my taste sometimes. Um, but uh, but it's still it's really good. it's I'm enjoying it a lot. It's good and it's like rated R. Not that that means it's good, but you know, they're it's pretty violent and and. Um, graphic and stuff. Um, so that's good. And then I've been watching this other show on HBO called Mayor of Easttown, which is oh, with yeah. Kate Winslet. And I think three episodes into the season so far. Mm-hmm. And I'm loving that. I really like that. That's It's just like a murder mystery. But um, it's just she's really good. Kate Winslet's awesome. And it's just a murder mystery in this kind of s- smallish New England town. Um, where like everyone knows everyone and she's a cop and she's like inextricably tied. All of her family members are community members and they're all just like, and you know, it's just, and she's kind of like, you know, uh, a, not a jerk, but just like really hard to get along with and just like really abrasive. And so no one really likes her, but everyone kind of likes her because, you know, she's like, Anyways, it's a, but it's a good whodunit so far. It's awesome whodunit, and I love I love those really smartly written kind of murder mysteries. Um, and is it uh, sorry? Yeah, uh, that's not actually that sounds interesting. Um, and it came up on my HBO feed thing, so I was yeah. thinking about watching it. Is it, um, it? Your description makes me think of Broadchurch. Did you ever watch? that? I never did, similar? but I of uh, knowing of it, it does remind me of that. It reminds me of like um, some of like. The town or, uh, baby, what's that one with Casey Affleck? Um, Gone Baby Gone or, um, those, I don't know if you, those are films, those aren't TV shows, but, um, right. That's um, that kind of but, vibe though. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, and they're really setting up the pieces like really well. And it has, uh, a couple other people, right? Guy Pierce is in it. He's okay. Evan Peters is in it and he's actually really good. I like, he's, he's also actually one of my favorite characters in the show. Um, and hmm. okay. yeah, anyways, it, it's only three. It's, it's a shame that HBO only does, they do the weekly releases, you know, instead of like Netflix where it's just like 
go binge it and be done with it. I just want to binge this. So I just like, ah, I want to know what's happening. Like, oh, it's, you know, like a murder mystery. You just want to like, uh, uh, <laughs> reels you in. Yeah. Well, now I'm debating whether to watch that. Or like, just wait. When it's, wait <laughs> yeah, for until it? it's yeah, all out. Or, yeah, okay. Um, and then, and then the last thing, or the last show that I started as this, as the time of recording, this is, well, Star Wars week. I don't know, whatever. It was Star Wars day earlier this week. And was the premiere of the Bad Batch, so oh, I watched I the watched first episode too, of that. Um, I I've watched that too. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I didn't one. I didn't know it was going to be an hour and fifteen minute episode. That was, uh, kind was surprising. Of surprising. Um, and I did not have not that I was expecting to not like it. I just was like, oh, whatever. I'll put this on, and I was surprisingly enjoying it. I I liked it more than I thought I would. It's probably not going to win anyone over who just hates the Star Wars or the Clone Wars TV shows, but I will say I don't even think you have to have watched all of the Clone Wars animated show to watch this and enjoy it, I I think. Um, I, I agree. Yeah. I I did watch all the Clone Wars animated shows, mm-hmm. but like really, yeah, they just told a interesting story and it's an interesting perspective. It's like, oh, you know, what does happen to the clones? You know, yeah. after the Empire rises to power, like that's always kind of like an up in the air, like mystery as far as Star Wars mm-hmm. goes, because it's like okay, like I think Lucas maybe explained it at one point in time, but then they said, ah, oh, but that's not what really happened, and now it's like, oh, well, we're <laughs> yeah. gonna explore that. Yeah. So, um, it's cool. it, it's it's kind of cool seeing, like you know, not that we need to see it per se because it's a really stupid thing, but. Order 66 from like a different perspective. Like it, it does add a little bit of coolness to like, Oh, this is from, I've seen Order 66 in like three or four, right? It happened in the end of the, the actual Clone Wars show in season seven with Ahsoka. <laughs> and it happened in that Jedi Fallen Order game. You see Order 66. Yeah. It happened in, I'm sure other things that I can't even remember. And so it's like, Oh, another perspective on but i don't know and this it kind of worked for me i liked it and i liked seeing even like palpatine's speech but like being broadcast all the troops that was kind of cool mm-hmm. and and yeah because it doesn't include any characters um from the main cl- like ahsoka's not in it anakin's not a main ca- it's it's basically just the characters from a couple of episodes from the very last season of um the clone wars so i don't think you need really need to have watched it all to probably jump into this one and still be somewhat entertained um, and there's yeah. a lot of Kaminoans, and th- those guys are kind of cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think so too. <laughs> and they had that fun little Easter egg with Kanan in there from uh, Star Wars Rebels. So he's the Padawan, and he grows up to be. Oh, that's who. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. I was like, I'm pretty sure this guy's from something. And I, I never finished Rebels. I've only seen maybe half of Rebels. Oh. So maybe that's why I didn't remember. You got to get to the second half of Rebels. <laughs> that's where it gets good. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I, and I was like, okay, this is okay. It's clearly very, very kid show. And I, find, I eventually just kind of fell off of it, mm. but I'll get back into it anyways. But yeah, bad, bad. Oh, and that's another thing. Cause on Disney plus, they're also not doing that all at once. So you just gotta, they're drip feeding you week to week. I wonder if that's their bridge from, from Falcon Winter Soldier to Loki. We were talking about that last yeah. week, I think, Ryan. Yeah. I guess that's what they're banking is that people. Well, will how start. many how many bad batches are there? How many batches are there? <laughs> um, I, batches of bad. Batch, I don't know. Uh, six, maybe. I don't know. Uh, because Loki is come is like June sixth or ninth yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So then that probably yeah. makes sense that there's about six of them. Well, actually, Loki might start the, or start before Bad Ooh. Batch ends. 
Uh, Loki is the ninth, which oh, okay. is a Wednesday. They they changed their release days on to Wednesday now. Yeah, yeah. instead of Friday. Reasons. Oh, I'm way there's so there's 18 episodes of Bad Batch. Oh wow. Oh my gosh. Oh geez, yeah. Okay, so that's going all the way through the summer. So obviously it doesn't line up exactly. I guess you'll be watch. We'll be airing those, or they'll be airing those as Loki and Black Widow and everything else comes up. Well, whatever. Anyways, uh, mild recommendation for that, though. For Clone Wars fans especially, but just, just Star Wars fans in general, I think we'll probably enjoy it. Um, and that is about it. I got a new purple mattress, too. That's not entertainment related. No way! You got a purple mattress? I did. Uh, say, oh I'm gosh. saying goodbye to the Sunday Scaries. So. Oh, perfect. <laughs> the Tim and Eric come in, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the Tim and Eric did their job. Man. Uh, although my history with Tim and Eric, I will have more nightmares now because of the purple matches. By my history, I mean just that I have had nightmares of Tim and Eric sketches, so that's all I need. No one can blame you. For <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, but yeah, there we go. That's me. Ryan, what about you? What have you been up to? Uh, yeah, not too much. I, I'm going to repeat some stuff you guys said. Uh, Aaron mentioned Demon Slayer. We saw that last night, and um, I, I had not watched the anime I probably I will now that I've seen that. Not to say that the movie was so good it like convinced me to watch it. Just I think there was enough interesting stuff going on. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it, just based on seeing the movie, I don't think this would convince a non-anime liker to like anime. It's like, yep, this is exactly why I don't like anime. <laughs> that if if you watch this movie, um, which is fine, it's not for everyone anyway. So that's that's all good. Uh, but it was I think the really the takeaway was we're kind of talking about it, Aaron, but um, just it's been a year since I've been to a movie theater. Uh, it's kind of crazy. Um, and it hasn't changed. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same. Uh, anyway, um, and I, I also watched shadow and bone. I didn't, I didn't know you guys both finished it. Um, but I, yeah, I had, it won't elaborate too much. You guys kind of captured my feelings on the same thing. Just above average young adult content. Um, but there were some visuals that I really, really liked. Um, Mm -hmm. Not to do too many spoilers here, but just the antler thing yeah. was oh, yeah. really was cool. cool. I thought it was kind of horrific and yeah. awesome. Uh, the thing with the coin was cool in the same vein. Um, oh, yeah. I, I mean, I have, I, have, I have some like eyebrow raising things about some of that. Like, why did she get antlers? You got a coin. <laughs> like, that's kind of what? Like, also, that, those are like, there was like, what, the, what happened to the rest of those antlers? You purposely got this thing that had like, a yeah. billion antlers and you used like two <laughs> like percent of them. <laughs> one tiny little bit of it, yeah. like you probably could have just yeah. sawed it off. <laughs> anyway, um, but regardless, it was just a cool visual, yeah, and yeah. I hope they don't. I hope they keep that if they do more. Uh, I did appreciate them, like certain narrative threads, like Sean. You were saying, like the, the dark sorcerer guy. He was way cooler. Yeah. Then the, the, every time that one guy was on screen, I was like, I know, I was. I hate this guy. I hate this guy. Like, I didn't, um, I hate him. It was just like, I don't care about this guy at all. And I felt bad because yeah, like, I actually didn't, like, hate him. But I also just like, dude, you're better than this girl. Get over her. What if she doesn't even care about? Like, just go do your own thing. All right. You could have yeah, a fun. Like, I just don't want you in this story. Go. You're, you're, you're right. a good guy. Just you don't belong in this. I don't want you here. Just Get go out live of here. your life. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, go you live your life elsewhere. Lana's <laughs> comment for him kept being, why does he keep trying to get himself killed? Because he's yeah. constantly jumping yes. into like a fight yeah. he can't win. <laughs> like, 
what are you yeah doing? that's the thing like he's pretty mediocre in all respects <laughs> and i don't know how he survived this getting destroyed so many times but i don't know anyway uh yeah so that was a thing um but i guess it, the big or the I, guess, I so i watched uh, invincible mm. um mm-hmm. the amazon animated uh, superhero show and uh so sean you gave a mild recommendation for bad batch i will give a medium spicy <laughs> recommendation to invincible right. uh yeah i liked it i think it definitely watched the first i would recommend to anyone and everyone to watch the first episode actually no i take that back um like okay well one thing i'll just kind of asterisk this is it, it, it is a hyper violent it's hyper violent so oh, okay. anyone who is not down for that i would not recommend it for mm-hmm. otherwise if you're into these types of things i would recommend it um and i was it, i think around the middle of the season i was kind of not sure about it kind of but then by the end of it it won me over and therefore it gets my medium spicy recommendation <laughs> that's fair uh, i've been thinking that's one that's, that i probably was gonna start now that i finished out on bone i was thinking about that actually yeah, and, and you know, you're kind of saying how the these streaming services are going against the Netflix model and mm-hmm. doing doing the the week by week. Mm-hmm. Well, you waited two months, so it's all there for you now. Oh yeah, Ha-ha. so yeah, you beat the system. Yeah, I got about halfway through, and then I decided I was going to stop and wait for it to finish, and then go back and finish it. So I need to do that now. Um, yeah, I, I would like to know what you both uh, would think about it. Um, We'd maybe talk about that on a further or future podcast, but um, yeah, actually, I wouldn't mind mind even doing a podcast on the episode or that show. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, good good voice talents, um, Stephen Young, um, JJ or uh, JK Simmons, yeah. um, uh, other people. Uh, that the, girl from the community. girl from Atlanta. The girl from Atlanta. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, Sandra. Sandra o. Yep. Um, yeah, you know, some good stuff. Yeah, there's like random cameos. Oh, um, uh, Zachary Quinto. Yeah, that's right. Quinto. Zachary Quinto's in it. Yeah. Uh, that one guy who's. Oh, you already said him. Um. Um. Anyway, some good stuff. Seth Rogen too. That's right. He's Alan the alien. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, which I I love that character. Actually, I, I liked most of the characters. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I so maybe I'll I'll elevate from medium spicy to what's above medium? Um, just hot, like, okay. hot, yeah. hot. Yes. Yeah, but what, there's there's definitely stuff above that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, just to say, just to clarify, it's not my highest recommendation. That's all. It's not fire. Okay. It's not Taco Bell fire sauce. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's like. I, I don't know. It's hot enough for this chunk fire anyway. <laughs> How about that? There you go. And with that, I think, yeah, we'll wrap up the ch- the, the old chunk fire. It's nice and rowing good. It's not Taco Bell hot, fire hot or whatever, but it's good enough for us. So, yeah, let's get into Mortal Kombat. What do you say? Let's yep. do it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, spoilers <laughs> from here on out for Mortal Kombat. The movie, but also probably... Um, the Mortal Kombat Extended Universe, which I know everyone is really serious about the lore of this this saga. Um, so spoilers. Spoilers but, uh, for, yep. yeah, the video games um, fighting moves. We're going to go yep. into excruciating detail every fighting move they use in this movie. Um, but 
we'll go over the summary first so you have an idea. We'll lay the map and then we'll get into the specifics. Uh, so what happens in this thing? So let's see. Hundreds of years ago, I think, there's a ninja assassin who's really good, um, has a family. Hosho, or what's his name? Hanzo. 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 He uh, has a family. He's in medieval Japan. And then some guy shows up at his door, killing his soldiers. And this guy has strange ice powers. And this guy, they fight. He kills his family. He kills Hanzo's family. Hanzo vows to um, to search in hell for... a way to kill him or something he vows to just do something he vows for revenge mm. even though he dies uh, <laughs> uh and then so uh and then the ice man disappears um then flash forward flash forward to modern times um i don't know where actually where does cole live just somewhere in the east coast or something it, yeah they, they were never pretty they were yeah. never specific I'm going to yeah. say Philadelphia because of Rocky, and he's a fighter. So let's just say that he lives in Philadelphia. Yeah, that works. Um, and this MMA fighter, Cole, he's a he's an unsuccessful MMA fighter because he just doesn't block. All he does is he mash. He just mashes the attack button all the time. And he has a lot of talent, but he has no discipline or, you know. Um, but his family loves him. Uh, and then this guy shows up and watches like, hey, man, you're pretty good. My name's Jax. You got a cool tattoo. Um, and he's like, yeah, just it's a birthmark. It's a dragon birthmark. It's pretty cool, right? I guess. Um, and then they're leaving the, the gym. And that Iceman that was from 500 years ago shows up and starts attacking Cole and his family. So Jack go, Jack saves them. He's like, you're being hunted because of that tattoo, because of the birthmark. And he's, uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Just don't worry about it. You need to get out of here. So he distracts him. Jax distracts the Iceman. I'm just going to say Sub-Zero, even though I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I don't know why he Well, because they haven't <laughs> revealed his name as Sub-Zero yet, have they? No. <laughs> I was trying to make sure the uh, listeners of this no, summary. No, they, they, I think they have. Because we're they as surprised. The outer world. Oh, they do. Maybe they should, do show the outer and, world. And he says, uh, call, call me, me sub zero. Oh, yeah. I don't know. He does say that. I just wasn't sure when that took place. But okay, yeah, you're right. Okay, so that guy's sub zero, everyone. Spoilers. Man, oh, I was trying gosh. to build up to this cool revelation in my summary uh, that it was sub zero. Anyways, uh, so sub zero fights Jax and just basically freezes his arms off and then knocks him down a pit and he looks like he's dead. Um, and then Cole and his family run to Sonia to find this agent named Sonia Blade, who Jax told him to get to. Or first he protects his, hides his family somewhere. He hides his family in a house. I don't know. They're fine. Uh, then he goes to Sonia and he's like, hey, what's this crazy stuff's happening, man? There's this ice guy. And she's like, oh, let me tell you. And so she tells him all about this. Um, there's other worlds, nether worlds. That exist that are all vying for control of Earth, and they have tournaments, fighting tournaments. And if the Netherworlds wins the next fighting tournament, they'll have dominion over Earth. And there's been nine fighting tournaments. This is the tenth one, and it's coming up. Um, and anyone who's taken place in this tournament has those dragon tattoos. It's in your bloodline. You're destined to fight in this tournament to save or to fight for the Earth or something. And he goes, "Whoa." 
I don't know if he says that, but that's <laughs> what his emotions were like. And then, um, uh, and then who also, there's another guy that she's been held captive. His name's Kano. And he's like this outlaw criminal murderer guy who killed one, uh, another destined fighter. And when you kill a fighter that has a dragon birthmark, that dragon birthmark, you take the dragon birthmark and you become one of the eligible fighters for the earth realm. So they got to figure out how to, what are they trying to figure out? I don't know. Sonia's just like, what's she like? We need to get together. What happens? Yeah. She's putting together the pieces and where to go to with this information. And it points to some random place. Okay. That, mm. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So, and in the meantime, yeah, we mentioned in the nether realms, Sub-Zero and Chang, Shang Tsung, the leader of the nether realms is basically like, okay, we have to just win this last tournament and the Earth Realm is ours. But no one says that we can't kill all the fighters before the tournament happens and then we'll just automatically win. Uh, so that's so he's been going around sending his assassins, Sub-Zero and others, to go kill all these um, Dustin fighters with dragon birthmarks. So then we're back in Sonya's place with Kano and Cole and there's a giant lizard monster that Shang Tsung sent sent there and it's reptile a literal reptile and uh they kill it kano rips its heart out and then they strike a deal where kano's like i know where this ancient temple is i, I don't know how does he know that um it was like implied well, wait does he, he know like he he implies oh, yeah, that he, he went on yeah. some kind of thievery raid and somehow found oh, it oh that's right okay so he's like, look, I'll show you where it is, but you got to pay me like $3 million or something, something, something. Plus, I have a tattoo, so, you know, I'm destined to blah, 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 or I'm part of this now or something. So then they go on this adventure into the desert. I assume it's just somewhere in Asia, but mm. maybe not. It could be in Australia. I don't know. They never really say. Yeah. It's good. Maybe it's just place. in like... Maybe it's just like in the Mojave Desert. It's by Palm Springs. They go near Palm Springs and there's this ancient dragon temple. Um, and uh, they find Liu Kang shows up and he's like, hey, I'm one of the martial art monks here that's here to train you. So then they train at the dojo and they talk about how they have to unleash their arcana. Each, each dragon fighter has an arcana, which basically means a mutant power, a superpower that they could do. Um, and Kano unlocks his when they don't give him an egg roll and he has laser eyes. Liu Kang has fireballs. His cousin Kung Lao has a, um, a fancy hat. Frisbee hat. (laughs) Frisbee hat. Frisbee hat. And they train and they fight. And then Shang Tsung still cheats though. And he attacks their dojo when they're not supposed to. Um, and Cole realizes he's not ready for this. So he goes home. And, oh, by the way, Raiden, the god of lightning, is there. And he's, like, the one that's protecting the Earth Realm. And they're all his fighters. And he sends Cole home. And I'm kind of going everywhere here. But more fighting happens. That's when Shang Tsung attacks. They send people to attack the dojo. They send Goro, the last boss of the Mortal Kombat games, goes and fights Cole at his trailer park. Um... And they all get beat up, but Cole unleashes our, his Arcana, which is... Uh, I, he has I don't know, weird skin or something. I guess it's basically he could absorb people's powers and then like it. it, it but it's absorbed it's damage. Like, yeah, it absorbs damage. Because like remember, a, he can put it back out. Too. Yeah, exactly. 
Which I guess fits him because he never blocked. So just every time they punch him, he would he gets stronger and then he could fight back. Use the uppercut, Dad, and he does it. It doesn't really do anything, but um, yeah, it does very little damage. <laughs> um, and then Kung Lao dies, but first he bisects bifurcates um, some gargoyle lady, um, and so then like, oh no, they're they're gonna kill us all. They're gonna win, and and Cole goes. But not if we fight. And so they go, okay, good plan. And then they're like, hey, Raiden, just warp us to all these little things and we could have like one on one fights. And he's like, all right. So. I mean, yeah. And Jax has robot arms. Oh, Jax is alive, everyone. Uh, he has robot arms, little baby robot arms, but then he gets magic big robot arms. And they fight on the pit from the game. Remember the pit? They're fighting there now. And they fight. Remember the trailer park from the game? <laughs> they fight there too. Is that a level? I don't think it's level. But um, anyways, they all fight. The Sonya kills Kano, who had betrayed them at this point. Um, Cole kills the Molina, I think. Liu Kang. No, I think kills... Sonya actually kills Molina. Oh, that's right. Kano. Cole doesn't oh, do yeah. anything. Cole doesn't do anything. Well, he, kills he just Goro. sits yeah, Cole around doing loses junk. the fight. But then Sonya comes no, 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 after killing Goro. Kano. Well, he had already killed Goro, but yeah, you're right. in the you're but that was in the that was yeah. yeah. Um, in the final fight, he does not kill anyone. But Sonya killing Kano now gives her the Arcana and the the Dragon birthmark because she up until now didn't actually she wasn't actually a dragon fighter, but now she is because she killed Kano, so she took his, and she got an Arcana, which is just um, fist gun, fist pulsing. <laughs> Plasma gun. Um, and so she kills Melina, and Liu Kang kills Cabal, um, and Jax kills that one guy who I assume is one of the later Mortal Kombats, but I don't know who he is. He's a hammer. Uh, hammer guy. Uh, um, hammer guy. And then uh, Sub-Zero shows up, and they're like, oh no, he's there's no way we could take Sub-Zero. And Sub-Zero has captured Johnny, or... So Cole's family and frozen them, and they're so they're fighting in an MMA arena, a frozen MMA arena. And just when it looks like Cole's gonna get killed, a little hookshot shows up in Sub Zero's arm, and someone says, "Get over here!" And it's Scorpion, who, and it's I mean Hanzo, who showed up from the from hell. He's back from the dead, everyone. The dead speak, and he says, and it says he says, "Get over here." Uh, that's what the dead say. And then they have a big fight, and they kill Sub Zero, and they're like, "Well, we killed everyone. We we're good. We're good for the tournament." And Shang Tsung's like, "Now nah, they're gonna come back from the dead." Well, you'll see. And then, and then they're like, "Dang it! All right, well, we got to get more fighters." And then Cole's like, "Well, I'm quitting this MMA job. Where are you going, Cole? To Hollywood? What's in Hollywood? Not what? Who? And then." There's a picture of a white guy with sunglasses, and we're supposed to be excited about it. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> actually, it doesn't even show him. It just says his no. Name. It does. It just says Johnny Cage. They have, yeah. they have cast the the actor John- They haven't actually cast him. Oh yeah. At least that's. Like Anyways, name. then the end, and then it plays the Mortal Kombat music. It took us two hours for them to play the Mortal Kombat music. Why did it take that long? <laughs> we were all waiting that whole time. I know. When are yeah, they going to get to the, the Mortal Kombat music factory? Anyways, that's what happens. That was a far uh, more oh, lengthy you, summary than ever needed for this movie. But. <laughs> Probably. Um, you did, oh, yeah. Uh, Kung Lao did also die. 
Oh yeah, sorry. Kung Lao died because Shang, Su, Shang Tsung sucked his soul. That's right. Um, yeah. So they all perform some cool fatalities. Anyways, uh, so yeah, that's it. That's Mortal Kombat. Um, as intricate a plot as any of the games, obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Also, you uh, when you mentioned when Scorpion shows up, you said you said then little hookshot shows up I, th- I was imagining it it's like a cute little like <laughs> like pixel art character like, like little Zelda? hookshot like, like wouldn't that be a, li- like, a link to the past like, <laughs> yeah, yeah little hookshot like i guess yeah i was just imagining like a character named a little hookshot like i would definitely play oh, man, a pixel I art love a game called little hookshot i'm gonna start writing yeah, start that making right that now. game yeah. Oh man, let's copyright that. And that's just his power, right? Like you know, just, yeah, he just, yeah. He just, just got a little hookshot, and you gotta it, figure out puzzles and how to deal with enemies. Yeah, oh, man, yeah, that sounds sweet. Oh, man, that sounds like so much fun. Uh, all right. Well, look. Well, anyway, <laughs> look forward, listeners, to the game Little Hookshot come on stores this Christmas. Um. <laughs> oh man, that's a short timeline. <laughs> All right. Well, in the spirit of uh, games, we gotta just do crunch the whole time. Oh, I forgot to mention, I read uh, that that blood, sweat, and pixels. But well, oh, yeah. I'll save my review for another. He has a, a sidetrack, but that author Jason Shear, he used to write for Kotaku and stuff. He actually has a new book out now about the game. Is interesting. It's called uh, Press Reset or something like that. Ooh, I will hmm. find that and read it because I loved it. I thought yeah. it was fantastic. So anyway. Um, yeah, so what do we all think? Uh, did we enjoy this as much as we hoped we would, as much as we enjoyed the first and especially second <laughs> Mortal Kombat movie? Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Uh, oh, also, what do you guys think? Where does this rank in terms of, like, just video game movie adaptations? What do you guys think, Aaron? What do you think? Um, I think overall I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun watching it. Um, I found myself laughing a lot. I thought the fights overall were, were pretty cool. I mean, they're well choreographed and whatnot. Um, but the movie is a mess. Uh, a lot of it doesn't make sense. But, oh, I mean, if you like Mortal Kombat, you like a fun action movie, I, I feel like it's worth at least that kind of thing. Uh, at least a watch for that reason. Um, for me, I didn't find it better than the original Mortal Kombat. It might be nostalgia. That's how I'm looking at it kind of thing. Um, but I, I just thought uh, in the original, I guess it was, it was a little more campy. And I guess, I don't know, they're just a little bit more fun with it uh, than, than this one. It, this one felt like it took itself a little too seriously, um, even though there was a couple fun campy moments like when they're training and the guys just keep sweeping his leg and it's just our, I think it's Kung Lao just keeps sweeping, sweeping, uh, Kano's leg and whatnot. And it's like, Oh, it's, oh, King, it's okay. Yeah. 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 But it's like, Oh, okay. That's, that's cool. Like that's a fun little campy thing and, and whatnot. But yeah, overall, uh, I, I enjoyed it. And if you're, I would say if you're a fan of Mortal Kombat or general action movies, you'll probably enjoy it. If you want something more, um, you should probably look away uh, because this is definitely not one of the better video game movies. It's just kind of a mediocre one, I would say. Okay, all right, Sean, what do you think? Yeah, um, I I didn't really 
dislike it. I think, um, so comparing it a little bit to Godzilla vs. Kong, which is one, one, something we talked about recently. One of the, I, we talked about in that review how, for the most part, that was dumb fun. And I generally liked it and it worked for me because it kind of knew it was dumb and it knew, like, I, I wasn't trying to pretend to rate it on anything else besides just the dumb, awesome spectacle of it. And for some reason, it, this one does not quite hit that, that mark for me. Um, in terms of me giving it a pass. Like, I felt like I was giving Godzilla and Kong a pass on all the stupidity of it because, yeah, who cares? It's a big, stupid movie and that's the point. Whereas the stupidity of this, for some reason, like, it, it was, I, I couldn't get over it as much. Not over it. I wasn't obsessed with the stupidity of it, but, um, I, it factored into my opinion of it more, I should say. Um, but I do think it was, there were definitely fun moments and the fighting and the, the callbacks and the little references and nods to the game were the best parts, in my opinion. Um, um, yeah, I don't think it's a good movie and I don't think it's one of the better video game act adaptations in a pool that's not that great. Doesn't have a lot of amazing standouts to begin with. This is not. Anywhere close to those, I don't think. It's, yeah, and I definitely think the original um, 90s, at least the first 90s one, was better. Or at least I liked it more. Uh, okay, cool. Um, well, I guess my take is, yeah, kind of in line with yours. I think maybe, so the, so I've actually, I ended up rewatching it, so I've seen it twice now. Um, and I think the first time I overall just had more fun because mm. partly the environment watched it with friends yeah. and stuff. Um, uh, and so I liked it for that reason. And it was a lot of good, uh, crazy good fun, that kind of thing. Um, I think, I think I, after watching it a second time though, I think I liked it. Um, like my stance kind of cemented a little more. Whereas the first time I think I didn't like it as much actually watching it a second time. Cause all the things that were, I knew were going to be stupid. I just kind of accepted. Mm. Um, so I, yeah, I think in terms of the Kong Godzilla analogy, I think I agree with you. Like, whereas at this one, maybe, yeah, like Aaron said, was maybe just a little too serious. Yes. Uh, yeah. But, but having said that, I, I think that, and then uh, comparing it to the nineties one, uh i think this movie is more intentionally funny mm-hmm. as opposed to like being campy mm-hmm. so you know it's kind of like a, a pro con thing i'm weighing my hands yeah. back and forth mm-hmm. um because, well partly because well kano kano yeah. i think if you remove kano from this movie i would rank it pretty low i don't think i would have had as much fun with it um and we can kind of get into kano more later but um so yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm going to put it as high on than compared to the original '90s movie. Um, but I still had a lot of fun with it. I, I ended up really liking it more than it probably deserved. But um, and then in terms of video game movie adaptations, yeah, somewhere in the middle. Again, there's not a lot to compare it against. Actually, maybe I would put it a little more on the higher side because I, I think a lot of video game movies, like I don't know are just really bad mm-hmm. just straight up yeah. not good movies and not good adaptations yeah um that's so, true i mean i will uh, say so this I one think, I, i'm gonna yeah i was sorry to interrupt i was gonna I, i'll put it above most of the ue bowl adaptations i will say right once you throw those in the mix like yeah, you realize what you're looking at and this is yeah. yeah right i think this movie is definitely is definitely 
more on the top half of things for sure. In fact, I would even say the top 25% because again, it's it's a pretty bad selection that we <laughs> yeah. have to yeah. choose from, unfortunately. Sure. So yeah, I would actually, I mean, you know, Sonic is on is definitely above this and yeah. I can cite some other movies, but I'm just kind of just giving some reference points. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. It's definitely better than the second, or Mortal Kombat Annihilation, but it's not better than Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, right. I meant to. I was planning on going back and rewatching both of the '90s ones, at the very least, the first one, and I didn't. So I, I kind of, like I said, I'm kind of disappointed I didn't because it was like how much to actually cement my opinion of that film a little bit more. Like, is it still have the same nostalgia campy thing as I think it does, or is that just nostalgia goggles? Um, but yeah, that is, you brought up a good point, Ryan, where it's like, that one has like a fun place in my memory, in our collective memory, as being that campy stuff. But at the time, was it going for that? Yeah. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know that it was. And I think if you were to rewatch it, I think you'd, you'd kind of see that. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's better that you haven't rewatched it. And given that the, this IP is centered around like martial arts mm-hmm. yeah. and, combat that really does not hold up a lot of the action in the first one is really is not that great um Mm -hmm. so comparing what the core feature of this ip is i think this new one is actually a far far better adaptation okay cool yeah i can see that i can see that happening uh um well i mean i i kind of like you it barely even is worth talking about but I think it's unfair to not bring it up in that, well, you mentioned Kano kind of being the highlight, but the characters overall just are all just really bad. Like, yeah. um, and just yeah, like, and are. the obvious, the obvious worst offender is cool. I do think if this film, yeah. if, if they got a really good actor to play Cole and the character was maybe written better yeah. or had something to do or anything, I could see a really, really strong lead carrying this movie and really elevating it beyond some of the schlock it i I think it kind of turns into a little bit right like i I, because he's so much on screen all the time but he's just such a void of charisma and caring about anything it's hard to really get into a lot of what's going on around him when he's just sucking the energy out of the room yeah yeah i completely agree like our main character well, one is kind of funny that they made him such a sucky fighter, which <laughs> on one hand I kind of appreciate because you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. The yeah. main character sucks at fighting. All right, this might be interesting. But uh, yeah, to your point, he's he has no charisma. He has no like presence. He, he's barely a character. And and for I would say for a third to half the movie, he feels like not the main character. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, it just feels like we've shifted our focus to everyone else, especially Kano. And that's, yeah, getting to Kano, like he just totally steals the show. Um, Yeah, I mean, I just like, I mean, this is an unfair comparison, but if we're gonna make these comparisons, like imagine someone like uh, leading Marvel Man or something, like Chris Hemsworth or Chris Evans or you know, some like someone who's like, like really like just like eats up these roles right it's all about them they are clearly the dominant figure in all the scenes and they have a certain you know 
swagger about them that just yeah. like draws you to them and is super charismatic. Now, the I'm not bravado, pretending yeah. that they would have got one of those guys for this film. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, at least for comparison's sake, you can understand like what he, this guy's like the complete opposite of that. And the other thing too, it kind of begs the question: Why do you think they went with a non-character? Like, why not make this guy Johnny Cage or? Yeah, Luke Kang, or anyone, or anyone, like yeah, or Luke Kang. I mean, really, it seemed. I thought they were going to set it up that he was just going to be Scorpion so because too. he's yeah, descendant of Scorpion. Yeah, kind of trick that seems like the logical thing, and I think partly contributing to our un- feeling of underwhelmness, underwhel- yeah. underwhelmption. I don't know, <laughs> yeah. whatever noun that Underwhelm-acity. is. Underwhelmacity. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Is that the fact that his arcana is so like lame? <laughs> it's like what is this? Like it's. It, I mean, I hate to say it, but like the old like your power has to be offensive, like in order for it to be a spectacle. Yeah. Like it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be, but it's Mortal Kombat. Like he just gets like a weird looking shirt. It doesn't even <laughs> yeah. like cover his head or or or. Um, yeah. Lower half well, of his I mean, body. It's just his that torso. is a goofy thing about it because it's like okay, cool. He gets this weird looking shirt. All right, I guess I'm just gonna punch him in the face now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't help him fight because we've already established he's not a good fighter. Yeah. It, he didn't get I, better I, overnight. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one um, of those but, things where I feel like it. The film not quite embracing the stupidness of it. Mm-hmm. Like right. this is. It, it, this is going to sound really silly, but it um, because that element of it, I think, does fit thematically with what they're trying to do with the character. But at right, this point right. in the movie, we don't care about this. No one cares about the thematic growth of this character. You've already established as a film, no, you, you're not trying to do anything there. But so then when because his character is like, he doesn't take, he doesn't block and he's not refined and he's no discipline. He just takes punches right. all the time. Oh, so he gets an ability that like, what balances that balances that like, or something but it's like, like what no no one cares about that anymore film we just want to yeah. see people punching each other like that's where it's just like i don't quite think the film fully embraced the the trashy dumbness that it could have yeah. and i think i would have liked it more if it did right and i think so like kind of the movie i think thought it was being smart yes maybe yes. is the way to say it by trying to oh see it's the balancing thing but but really, if you're going to take a step further in actually trying to be smart, his power that he would have gotten would have not have been that. It would have been to further accent his offensive yeah, personality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, he didn't actually have to learn, right, if you can call that <laughs> learning a lesson in this movie, because his powers just gave him the, that defensive power by default. Yeah. So he didn't actually have to learn to become a good fighter. Yeah, it just, it just basically said, okay, you know what? We know you're a bad fighter. Um, let's just give you something so that doesn't matter. Well, in which case, this Arcana <laughs> would go for anyone then. Oh, wait a second. Yeah, exactly. Some, right. 62-year-old man somehow got a dragon symbol. <laughs> uh, just give him that power where he can just take a bunch of hits. <laughs> well, right, like, I think it kind of ties into with the idea of how each person gets their Arcana. Like, it, it, I think, again, they're trying to do something clever with it, but know. it ultimately amounts to just, like, really milquetoast bland. Like, oh, your family's in danger. So you got this power. What, like, how is the family in danger? Like, again, his character is such a non-character. Mm-hmm. What is it? Like, what is he driven by? Like, is he Kano? At least it's anger, right? There's a little yeah. something there yeah. with Sonya. Again, it's nothing with most of the characters. Just like these things are supposed to be a reflection of like how of, of their arcs of like what they needed, what this character needed, and this is the manifestation yeah. of that. 
again, if you're going with pretentious film school kind of stuff, that's that's fine. But if you're not, then that's fine too. Don't do that then, and just give yeah. them cool, wacky, stupid powers for no reason. That that would have been fine right. too. I think right in a movie like this, you're, I don't think the audience members are necessarily expecting something like yeah. that, or even going to be paying attention to it if it happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, like. Um, Oh, I actually, I wanted to go back to one thing you said about the uh, actor choice. It, the movie starts out with that um, the Sonata oh, yeah. guy, yeah, yeah, and he's good. He's good I like yes. him, and he was re- he was good in that role. So I was like, oh man, he's going to be a, a main figure in this mm-hmm. movie, and of course he isn't, and that's a, di- a, a yeah, big yeah. letdown. And it kind of, you know, the the gravitas that a movie can that actors can bring to a film he brings in in that opening yeah. 15 minutes yeah, or 10 definitely. minutes and then when he leaves the movie you really feel that <laughs> yeah. drop yeah. in energy from yeah. the movie and it's replaced by this guy and i don't know i think this there's also something about the color palette in that gym where it's all this mm-hmm. like this washed out yellow that kind of really yeah just, for me just my energy level just drops as compared to the i think it's i think they're in japan and yeah. this really like colorful lively you know nature thing um and we spend the next i don't know 15 minutes in this dreary gym anyway um it really just yeah it really brings the movie down and we never really get that charisma back i mean again other than kano but like when you introduce like a character who's supposed to be like a third tier character in the story or maybe second tier, like it i don't know that kind of shows you where the balance is off um if he's still in the show yeah and i I gotta um, say, like, I kind of feel like it's it's maybe some of the writing, or maybe just that actor, like, really just came out and said, you know, I'm gonna crush it as Kano. I'm just gonna be a goof and say funny things and be entertaining. And <laughs> yeah, like, I, I wonder if it, if any or how much was like ad libbed or how much he hammed it up because yeah. he does kind of feel like out of place in the movie to some degree. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And definitely, too, think that because there was a little bit of a void with the rest of the characters, I think he shines a little brighter. Like, in a in a film sure. with other characters that had personality, he would maybe be entertaining somewhat, but he would not be the definitely standout, uh, right, yeah. Where yeah, true. that he is now. Yeah, and so, right. So, in that regard, let's say you cast the main guy as, like, a Chris Pine, who already yeah. is pretty goofy and funny on yeah, his own exactly. you know and then now you have a couple characters that are on that level of of the kind of film it is yeah. and that really resets the tone of the whole film and it, you can see okay they're not taking themselves too seriously they're mm-hmm. gonna have some a little more fun with this blah 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 yeah exactly um yeah uh one thing it, since we're kind of still i don't know well, we're kind of jumping all around in the movie but one thing i wanted to bring up about the more in the earlier of the film is so when when Scorpion fights, well, whatever Hanzo fights pre Sub Zero, mm-hmm. it it Raiden shows up and abducts the last child of Hanzo, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, and then several hundred years pass. How how did he lose the Hanzo descendants? Because now Cole doesn't know about Raiden, and Raiden doesn't know about Hanzo. That the, the yeah. Cole, I should say. How did mm. how did like what happened? Like Raiden, you had one job, dude. It's like it's like, like he's like, okay, cool. I took you out of here. I maybe I guess he, I don't know. I was probably thinking about it too much. Maybe he raised him for a bit, and then I don't know. Events happen like World War Two or something, and then migrations. 
and he just gave up. I, I but guess. it's just like, I, I mean, you could have just acted like I, the thing is, is not lost him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. He just turned around and the baby happened to wander away, and that was that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's not a, and it's not a big deal. But I think that combined with this next point I'm going to make, it really creates this divide between that what I would consider a great opening and the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. So this next point is the Sub Zero character. They introduce him, and he's just he's like a generic villain, whatever. He's a bad guy. He's got some ice powers, and. And then when we do the cut and we jump forward hundreds of years, the next time we see that character, he's in a mask and he's said, like, yeah. I'm going by Sub-Zero now. Like, well, yeah. okay. So what, I don't understand what there's, you're obviously trying to convey that there's some story that happened with your character. You're now yeah. living in Outworld and you're hunting tattooed peoples. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Like, what is the deal? Like, and they don't ever provide an explanation. It just really creates this divide between we two, we've established a conflict between two rivals in the beginning of the movie. And, and like, we get to see a resolution to that at the very, very end. But in between that, it's like, we get like nothing. Yeah. I mean, there's all well, these little yeah. glimpses of Scorpion in the nether realm, whatever Cole looks into a mirror, basically. And it's like, Oh, wait a second. Like, what's scorpion doing down there and it's like okay great you know we're getting a little glimpse there and then we get a little glimpse of sub-zero every now and then basically being a bad guy and then it's like all of a sudden it's like oh remember that scene in the beginning this is finally that payoff and so it's like okay cool but like why didn't you give us that movie instead like why didn't you give us more about these people and why this payoff matters. Why was it just great opening scene? Nothing. Oh, by the way, we're finishing off that original opening scene. Yeah. It, it, I guess it's not a huge deal or whatever. I just, it is. Yeah. It was this a disconnect for me? And I, I mean, to be honest, I don't know if I, it's really probably like half the movie to figure out, Oh wait, that's this, that's sub zero. That's the guy from the beginning. Like I didn't, I don't know that I knew well, and that. Then it's- like I thought he was gonna be like Noob Sabot or one of those smoke. Yeah, because his color, his color dudes. palette doesn't look Sub Zero ish at all. It's all he's like all in black, right. and it's like, wait a second, Sub Zero's constantly wearing way too much blue for being a ninja. Right. <laughs> um, why is why is he all in black now? Yeah, I I, I don't know. It, like I said, it's probably not that big a deal. I was just like, I don't know. Yeah. Just, well, I I think it. It almost feels like they could, you could have not seen, even though the opening scene is definitely one of the best, if not the best scene, you could have not, you could have just started the movie without that. So you could take that movie out and the movie would be yeah. no different, right? It almost felt like right. they filmed it almost like after. I mean, I don't think they did, but I could see them. I'm like, oh, we got these actors. Well, we've already filmed the rest of the movie. Oh, that doesn't matter. Just film a cool fight scene with them. And we'll put it in there somewhere. Um, but it also just begs the question, like, I still don't, like, the idea of Scorpion and his descendants and all that stuff, how did that matter? I don't understand that, like, not just that he didn't keep track of him and the rival between rivalry between Sub-Zero and Scorpion, but I just mean, in terms of the relevance as a plot device, as a story for Cole and the rest of the film, I guess... What does that have to like? How is that? A, what's the story there? What is? Why is I mean, Hanzo's? There's tons of people with dragon tattoos. Who cares about this right, the, one person? 
Right. The only reason, yeah, you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. The only reason that they give us in the story is that there's a prophecy that the oh. Hanzo lineage will redeem and save humanity. That's the only yeah. reason is that they make and, up some stupid, yeah, which I, I hate just, things like yeah, that in movies. Is, okay. They just they just make some stupid prophecy up. That's like who who said this prophecy? <laughs> yeah. Who like where are they? How does this like? Yeah, it. We don't need to. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's their explanation, but it is does it is definitely not an explanation. And and actually, actually, since you mentioned that, I think one of the most the funniest, well, slash stupidest things in the movie was, well, when we were watching it, we were all like, wait. When are they getting to the tournament? Yeah. Wait, yes. Why aren't they at the tournament? Wait, yes. And we realized like three fourths of the like, way oh, in, oh, they're, they're not, not getting, getting to the tournament, tournament are they? And I had to watch it a second time before I understood why. And it says total throwaway line, stupid thing. And maybe you guys remember. I, I didn't. But the um, Shao Kahn or whatever. Shang Tsung. Uh, no. Who, Shang, oh, Shang Thank you. Shang Tsung. Yeah. He says to Sub-Zero when they do a cutaway to Outworld. Yeah. And he's like, you have to go, you know, he's, he's talking to Sub-Zero. Hey, you got to go kill all the Earthling dudes with tattoos. Mm-hmm. And Sub-Zero's like, nah, it's cool. I killed Hanzo. So that prophecy shouldn't be an issue. And then bad guy says, I don't want to leave anything to chance. Yeah. Wait, wait so just, how does that sentence make sense? What do you mean, leave something to yeah. chance? Like, if you killed someone, what? he could have <laughs> yeah. elaborated and said, like, oh, who knows? Maybe Hanzo, like, had a bunch of, you know. Yeah, exactly. What do you uh, What do you want me to do? I killed him. I don't know what else I can do like, for how, you. Yeah, That's how am I here. leaving that to chance? Like, I, I, I didn't I did leave it to chance. That's why I killed him. Remember? Yeah. Like, Remember when I killed yeah. him a couple hundred years ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's just, so, it's so, and that's the reason why. No, it's even goofier when you think about the tattoo situation now. So one of the big things about Cole is that, oh, it's a birthmark, right? He kind of constantly says it's mm-hmm. a birthmark. So then, did the did Hanzo's baby end up with that tattoo? And then, from then on, everyone ends up with that tattoo? Wait a second, then why doesn't Cole's kid have a tattoo? Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be a doctor, I think, right? Yeah, yeah doctor. But anyway, so does yeah, so everyone in his family have that tattoo? So does that mean if for some reason they had five kids, they have five kids with tattoos, and they're all dragon fighters? <laughs> like, it's just kind of... I get yeah, it. Like, I, that doesn't make any sense. No, I, I think that's the case. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't... Like, that whole thing, It it's it's silly, dumb stuff that is easy to pick apart, but it... And it's fine for the... Like, yeah. that kind of stupid junk is... It's kind of fine, but it didn't have to be that stupid. Yeah. It just seems like it's like it, it. We're okay with it being kind of stupid for this type of movie, but it doesn't have to be that stupid. You could have made it less stupid by yeah. just saying, "Oh, you have a dragon birthmark. This just means you're destined to fight." It doesn't mean your bloodline. Like, why didn't they just kill the four hundred years of the Hanzo bloodline up until now? Why did like? Yeah, why did they wait so long? Like, why did they wait? <laughs> well, now? they didn't know. Like, they didn't. Well. It was- they, the, the, they the prophecy just happened. Didn't know Hanzo still had a descendant. Yeah, I guess that's the case. But the thing, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Like because th- they said that there's been nine tournaments so far. Yeah. And like, I mean, I don't know what Raiden's been doing for the last nine tournaments. <laughs> well, because yeah. why didn't he go fetch the Hanzo kids? Well, that's, they or, don't have any time whatever. frame. So has those nine tournaments been happening over millennia, or have there been nine tournaments in the last like? 
couple hundred years. I, yeah, I mean, there's I a bunch of there's know. a wall of exposition when when he goes to meet someone. Yeah, that's true. I bet and, if you yeah. and I there literally is a wall. Of yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, but I was kind of going through and like you know kind of looking at some of the stuff, and so some of it you can see like there's just old pictures and stuff like that. So it looks like one tournament took place during like. Uh, whatever, like uh, more Renaissance time, and then one one tournament mm. took place more like recently, and so it it's just, it it seemed really vague as to when these tournaments were taking place, which I think was purposeful, um, because they're like, oh, well, we don't have to give specifics about it or whatnot, because then we don't have to stick to a timeline that doesn't make sense, and it, in which case, I think that was a good idea. They had a, a good thought there to think, okay, well, we're going to make it more vague and more like, just know that nine tournaments have happened. but And they've taken place throughout human history, basically. But then they do all the other dumb stuff. And so it's like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a point, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> It'll come back. Um, well, there's oh, a- oh, well, actually, yeah. sorry. I remembered. Sorry, real quick. It- Aaron, do you know, is that whole tattoo situation, is that, like, part of the canon? Because I, I, I want to say that it is. Like, do you know? Is that, like... Not that it matters, because the movie doesn't... Can make it make No, sense. no. The tattoo anyone... situation is, is not part of the canon in the actual game. Oh. As far as I've seen, um, I don't know if someone's going to remember some random Mortal Kombat game, <laughs> like Shaolin Monks or something like that, and be like, oh, they got tattoos in that one. Um... Well, because it was, I thought like something in Annihilation that that was part of that story too. Oh. But maybe oh. I may be misremembering. Anyway, continue the conversation, and I will try to do research. Okay. That works. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did like a lot of the little Easter eggs. This is though. really important, you guys. <laughs> yes, it is. But uh, what I was going to say is, is uh, speaking of the wall of exposition, I liked a lot of the uh, Easter eggs on that wall. Like they had like. Nightwolf yeah. on there, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they have like Baraka on there, and then it's just kind of like, oh, cool! Look at all these other things, these other Mortal Kombat things that you might recognize. And then I think in one of the pictures, it was like another arena, and I was like, oh yeah, that's a that's a place you fight in Mortal Kombat, um, which I thought overall was like kind of cool when they had those little nods and Easter eggs throughout the movie. Um, you know, those were just kind of fun things to like look for, and you know kind of like rewards for people who have played multiple games and whatnot um, throughout the years. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, that adds to the my enjoyment and the fun of the movie. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. That's true. Like, it's like with, with the moves and the fatalities and mm-hmm. the little lines they quip and stuff. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I Yeah, that's definitely the... I think the my fate. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's my favorite part, but one of the things that I do think was somewhat redeeming. I wish they did more of though, mm. um, and I won't even say they're subtle, but they were more subtle than I would have expected. Like like you were talking about the sweeping the leg thing and just knocking Kano over. Like the, the, the like yeah, that's just your that's what happens when you get someone playing the game cheesing. <laughs> yeah, but um uh. But even like Cole's moves, like that's what a amateur fighting game player does. You just mash the attack buttons and you just, you don't know how to play. No one ever, if you're playing Mortal Kombat, no one ever blocks, yeah. right? You just like do your moves and you do crazy moves just to see the moves and you just keep attacking. And that's what Cole is. And, and then just also just like the references to 
the the big moves and the fatalities, obviously, but even the subtle moves, I think they you're not subtle, but the smaller moves they were referencing by by some of the characters. Like Melina, she was like warping, and Melina was the character I used to play all the time because she was so easy to cheese. And that warp move where she would just like warp and then jump and like fall down on the on your opponent oh, yeah. from the you back keep, or whatever. It's like a tough move to block. You just keep doing that. And or like Cabal's yeah, move where he like warp around, right? Warp like around thing. Yeah. Um, and so I wish there was more of that direct, like almost ridiculously silly direct takeaways from the games. Um, and like Luke Kang's bicycle kick and, you know, all that kind yeah. of stuff. So, yeah. Um, and the fatalities actually I do. And we're pretty, I mean, it was kind of a weird thing. Cause what was this movie rated? I assume it was rated yeah, R. It was, it was a pretty hard R. Yeah. I, I heard they almost got NC-17 um, actually. Just because of the gore, yeah. I would assume, but the gore was very cartoony gore. So it like, like I, I could have, I could have almost seen it be PG 13 because there's a couple, I guess, F bombs or something. But other than that, it's so stupid that it's like, <laughs> like, no, this is for kids, right? This, <laughs> this has to be this for is kids. a joke, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, the, the violence was like over the top and so therefore it kind of does feel cartoony as yeah. opposed to being like oh i mean there was some pretty darn gr- like when when uh kung lao splits that girl in half with his hat that was pretty that was... i mean it was i guess it was yeah cartoony, that was the most I don't know, it was gory, gross for me yeah. it was definitely gross for me um and jacks explodes that guy's head that was oh, pretty yeah. gross too. oh yeah um i feel like those were like the grossest of them though uh True. Like okay, like Molina gets a hole through her, and then Cabal just burns. I guess that's not too bad. And then just trying to think of other gross uh, things. Like the other, that's what like they were gross, but I don't know. They didn't. They like because I'm can be pretty squeamish for like gory uh-huh. stuff. If it's really, I don't know how to describe it. If it's not just purely that it's realistic, but that it's somehow more viscerally realistic. And this was so. Like the the Kano ripping the heart out of that thing, like that. Yeah, it was gory because the effects and the blood was a lot of. But I didn't like. It was, it was, it was goofy. I, you know, it was I didn't. Laughing. It wasn't. Dis- it was goofy. Yeah, it wasn't disturbing. Like you know what I mean. Like if I go watch, like I don't know, Silence of the Lambs or you know whatever. I don't know that film particularly, but you know what I mean. Like a film like that. Yeah. I'm far more disturbed by gore and violence in that than well, their wackiness. Yeah, I think it, it, it's the the framework is set in reality it's it's you know it yeah it's the context like whereas this you know you're in a right. video game everything's going to be kind of over the top so yeah yeah I, I guess i i mean i don't know if that's all of it but yeah i don't know if it, i mean i and, contributes and to that end it's another thing that i do think they did um basically capture from the game at least in terms of, and when they did go that full, that, that gory mm-hmm. is very much like, okay, yeah, it's intentionally goofy, like yeah. intentionally, like everyone at the, you know, in the nineties when it was a big deal and violence in video games and everyone complaining about like, yeah, that was the, right. it's a joke. That's the mm-hmm. joke. It was intentionally over the top. And I get that feeling from watching for the, from the fatalities in this as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, I guess the the one I'm trying to like resolve this in my head because so in the, that opening combat sequence, it, yes. it for sure for me captured the Mortal Kombat feeling because if you remember every time you did the simplest little quick jab, yeah. a spray yeah. of blood would it's come like, out. We're like, yeah, okay, yeah, way too much blood. This is too much blood. 
for a one for a, a punch of that magnitude to to <laughs> yeah. release from your body. Also, how much how many gallons of blood do you have in your <laughs> yeah. body? Like, I, yeah. like a couple of those guys, you're passing like, out. So anyway, that opening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so the opening sequence it gave me that feeling because every strike they're doing against each other yeah. is pretty much sending a little spray of blood. Yeah. Uh, on the screen, which so, so in, in a way it's like that. That was the more realistic, I guess, of the combat yeah. sequences. Because, but then it was also maybe for that respect the most silly. Also, I don't know. It, yeah. I'm not sure how to. Resolve well, I that. think the other thing that actually kind of touched on that is because we well we just re going back to the same point we kind of brought up. But that was the only fight scene that felt like there was anything at stake, which is ironically the first fights in the movie. Whereas an audience, we should like we've. Like we don't have an atta- we should not have as much of an attachment to these characters as a film a fight scene that takes place a good way portion through the movie where we have been able to attach to these characters. But everything after that opening fight scene didn't feel like anything was at stake. So it just they right. felt much goofier and stuff. Um, right. Also, side note, um, I do like how much they paired off everyone. Like it felt like everyone kind of not everyone, but a lot of people did get to fight each other, which is another thing. I did watch it twice too. On a second view, I was like, oh yeah, okay. So Kano yeah. got to fight Sonya, and Kano got to fight Liu Kang, and Kano got to fight Kung Lao, and then you know Sonya fought this. You know what I mean? Like, oh, these are, they have yeah. a different, actually, a couple variety of matchups and stuff. Right, which is one thing that yeah, yeah, kind of pulls from the video game too, right? You yeah, always like oh, exactly. match these people up and see what happens. That's yeah, no, that, that's really cool. Um, but talking about how, like the the pair ups and then the gravity of the fights. Yeah. So the, at, near the end of the film, they get their dojo gets rushed by the enemies, right? And they fight them all like one-on-one and they're yeah. quote unquote losing. So Raiden pulls them out and right. Yeah. Um, and Cole's like, Oh, we got to create a plan <laughs> yeah. to beat them. Okay. Raiden, can you teleport us anywhere? Yeah, I can do that. Okay. Teleport us. So we are all fighting all the enemies one-on-one. You mean what we just <laughs> ran away from? I don't. Like, w- well, <laughs> the way he was saying is like, we have to be smarter than them. If we if we fight him one on one, it's like wait, what? How is that smarter? One, yeah, I but don't then smarter. it's hilarious because he's like, okay, we have to fight him one on one. So you go fight this guy, you go fight this, guy. and then um, actually, no, me and uh, Sony or who is it? Me and Luke Kang are going to actually team up and fight these two people at the same time. But you just said one on one, yeah, but, yeah, but <laughs> like, just like put us in the same. I mean, really. It- <laughs> like why don't you just put us like five of against one of them and then yes. kill them one by one like okay, I don't all know. of us versus Molina. i mean i, I guess <laughs> moving on <laughs> i think what they yeah exactly i think what they could have done with that scene like the whole when he says let's fight smarter it would have really played into what you're saying sean about like the the pair-ups mm-hmm. and like maybe if you yes. were thinking about the game like oh this like i would be stronger against this character because my moves target their yeah. weaknesses right yeah like, something like that and that would have actually really played well into the meta lore of the game just the gaming mm-hmm. experience but they i don't i don't think they thought yeah. about it like <laughs> no that. i don't i didn't feel like I, they did i, I would know. be giving them way too much credit um but uh yeah anyway i just thought that was a, a just a very very silly part of the movie <laughs> yeah, like and also like Raiden can pull them into this like like uh, void. limbo world yeah where they where they are protected according to him so like wait why aren't we just practicing here the whole time like why did we expose ourselves well and he's just like um it was right after kung lao died and he's like i can't interfere but you brought us here now why didn't you just do it like three minutes earlier and we wouldn't have have kung lao die 
Uh, yeah, it, it, Raiden, his, the rules <laughs> of what he can and cannot do seem yeah. seem to be driven by plot um, very arbitrary. <laughs> Uh, also, it's kind of interesting the choices they made in terms of how, like, so I'm not versed in the the Mortal Kombat lore, uh, in terms of the games, in terms of, like, all these actual characters in the games and what they're supposed to be, but is it, I I just thought it was weird, like, Sub-Zero's the big bad guy? Like, I don't know, I just thought that was a weird decision, that he was, like, this, he's the, and that hot and scorpion I guess they were rivals in the game, I guess, but I thought they were both bad in the game. Not that that matters, but I'm just like curious. Like, it's interesting they made Sub Zero like the big bad awful thing, and Scorpion is the hero. It's like if you play, if you were to play the game, I would not have come up with that. So somewhere along the line, um, when they decided to try and make like real lore and actually try and have story yeah. and characters and that kind of stuff, kind of in the more modern Mortal Kombat, I think maybe nine or 10 was probably like the one that they, they uh, started doing yeah. this. They decided that Scorpion um, had this, had this plot line that sub zero. Okay. So this is legit yeah. then this is something from the, okay. Okay. Yeah. They decided sub zero is a bad guy and, now and Scorpion had this plot line, which is funny because like up until Mortal Kombat three, Sub Zero is considered. It was the opposite, yeah, right? Yeah, Sub Zero was like a good guy, yeah. and Scorpion was a bad guy. Yeah. Well, according to the lore of Mortal Kombat Annihilation, <laughs> the first Sub Zero was a bad guy, but then his brother oh, was right. a good guy, or his cousin, or something. He's like someone else from his clan. He's like, oh, well, he's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, because then there's like I remember I think like I'm trying to remember what that one Alliance Mortal Kombat Alliance. I played that one too. Like it. Yeah, isn't there one you play? He's like as Sub Zero, and it's like a story. Oh, that, that's a Sub Zero game. Yeah, that's oh, okay. just called, but, but oh, Alliance yeah. introduced like really was like doubling down on. Oh, Sub Zero is a good guy, and there's like a female character mm-hmm. named Frost, and she's supposed to be like a traitor to her clan, and so he's like trying to hunt her down or something like that because she like joined the bad guys, and then again somewhere later down the line they said that's not the story we're going with anymore. Um. So, yeah. uh, just I, how come there wasn't a huge um, outcry from the Mortal Kombat <laughs> fans to restore the Mortal Kombat? Uh, yeah. well, Record this. Sub-Zero restore, Zero restore Zero the Alliance verse. <laughs> 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 we want good guy Sub Zeros only. Yeah. Everyone, everyone loves Sub Zero. He's the most easy to yeah, abuse character. You can just cheese all those moves all day. Throw some ice yeah. in the ground. Make your little ice statue. Shoot some... Love that ice statue move. And that was actually that was yeah. And they had that. They had that in the. That game was movie. cool. I like that. I did. I was surprised they got that in there. I was. I was very happy about that. They uh, also did that in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Ice statue. I don't oh, even they remember did. That. They I do. Watch that. Yeah. You should all should watch. Yeah, that movie it's been again. it's been a bit. I've watched the first one recently, like in the last year, but the second one I have not watched in several years. Um, I'll I'll just go ahead and do that one of these days and just say forget it. Let's do this. You know what? That's a good idea. That'll be the first movie I make my son watch. Here you go. This is movies. <laughs> You've cursed your child. <laughs> like, what have you done? Movies are terrible. Aha. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm kind of out of notes. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess maybe yeah. just uh, maybe just one last note. I guess like 
just you know i guess they said they can bring back the dead characters so they're kind of giving themselves like the open window or open door to do literally whatever they want with whatever characters they want um so i I, you know they can bring kano back i guess and that's fine because i'm just trying to imagine like again a sequel to this movie without his you know the humor of that character this movie really falls flat for me Mm -hmm. um I don't know. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It just it, it feels like maybe a mistake to like. I don't know. I would be sad not to have yeah, Kano again. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I I think he was a fun, funny character, and actually, it'd be kind of cool if they could bring him back and then like, give him like the metal eye or something like that. Like, oh look, he's like real Kano. I think at one point in time he ends up with like one metal hand or something too. So it's like, oh, you brought you the brought him right. back, and he's more metal now. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. And who knows? Maybe yeah. maybe Johnny Cage will fill that void anyway. Um, however, they choose to write that character, um, they should. Uh, but the rumor mill right now, or not the rumor mill? I guess it's rumor mill slash fan casting is Ryan Reynolds. I guess he's he's made jokes on social media about being in the next Mortal Kombat and being Johnny Cage, and people are like, "Yes, do it." But I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I mean, that would be cool. It would but be it, awesome. It, it, it just feels like he would be weirdly out of place in this. <laughs> that's movie. what I'm thinking. I was just like, gonna say that. Like, wait, but you're gonna take like, like what are you doing here? Do you know what movie this was? <laughs> are you sure you're not? Are you I, in the right yeah, set? I, I mean, that's, I guess we can talk about that too. For the next, they've I think greenlit five total films. Is that right? and yeah. the actors who play Sub Zero and Hanzo are like supposed to be in the yeah, next? They're both have confirmed signed for all on of them, for five right? films. And it's like, okay, so obviously Sub-Zero's coming back somehow, and same with, and same with uh, Scorpion, but it's just like, okay. I mean, did this movie do, I mean, I don't know how they, you know, if they release, they don't really release those streaming numbers very, you know, it's at their own discretion, but I don't know, like, did this do well enough? Do, like, it's always kind of weird whenever they green light a f- multiple sequels for something before the thing is even a yeah. thing. It, it actually did okay in the box office. Um, it took the opening mm-hmm. weekend against Demon Slayer, but it has gone down since then. Um, but yeah, I guess that'll be the true question is what do the streaming numbers look like? And that usually takes like Nielsen to come back and say, oh, well, this is what streaming was or whatnot. But uh, I, I haven't looked mm-hmm. those up yet. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if, okay. if Warner Brothers just didn't try at least one more um, to see. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not world. against them. Yeah, I do think that I, I would be okay with, I mean, with uh, them trying to make a franchise out of this. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, it's not, there's not, it can't be any worse than the Resident Evil franchise or yeah. something like, right? So <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm okay with them doing another. It's not like, it, it just is like, I don't know. Is does anyone actually really want this? I I won't say I want it, but I don't. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not offended by it. I guess is what I should say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's probably my position um, too. Yeah. It's like, you know, they come out and they're fun. I'll probably keep watching them, but if they're bad, I definitely yeah. won't. Yeah, I mean, it, I think I'm more on in favor of more of these. Um, just because I don't know, it's like it's uh, making a mo- good movie is like rolling the dice, right? So eventually we're gonna get a good, like the good uh, video <laughs> yep. game movie, right? Yeah. 
So just keep making well, more, and then just through pure It feels like TV has gotten more right with video games, um, with things like Castlevania and The Witcher. Oh, yeah. And yeah, true. I feel like there's a couple others maybe too, but um, the Mario Brothers animated TV series, oh, obviously. Um, uh, and the Zelda. And the Zelda. And the multiple Sonic animated series. Um, so I guess, I don't know, we don't really think of those, but it does feel like, yeah, I don't know, there's already maybe already a medium. If people are are dead set on turning video games into something else, it feels like television might be hidden, having a higher batting average here. Yeah, you know what's, you know what's funny um, about that? As you're saying that, I'm now thinking of all these other examples, but they're kind of obscure examples. But I'll just throw them out there anyway. But there, there is a Persona 5 uh, anime. And it's oh, really? actually really hmm. good. Hmm. There's a Devil May Cry anime cool. that is also actually really yeah. good. And again, it's one of those situations where, okay, well, it's a series of episodes. And so a game format yeah. kind of leans itself or lends itself more to this. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe, maybe TV is more the route they need to go with these games if, you know, things like Witcher are working out and these other shows are working out and whatnot. Last of Us TV series on HBO. Yeah, on that's true. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Out, yeah, but if that works, then there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it it, it is kind of depend on what the story. Like, I don't think yeah. a Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I don't know if I want to see a Mortal Kombat show. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, what what characters are fighting today? All right, that's... <laughs> it'd just be Dragon Ball Z, but just <laughs> right, exactly yeah. what it'd be. <laughs> On the other hand, a Street Fighter TV show. There you go. Um, <laughs> although, actually, I would I would actually love to see a, a movie reboot of Street Fighter because we had these two horrible 90s movies. Well, they had the Chun-Li movie. Oh, I forgot about that one. The tale of, oh, or wait, the legend that? of Chun-Li. The legend of yeah. Chun-Li came out 10 years ago or something now. That's yeah. right. I could. It was supposed yeah. to be awful. I don't think I've seen it. I if I've I seen it, see I've blocked it, it from my memory. I think I did see, I totally forgot about this movie. Well, anyway, and then they can finally do a Mortal Kombat versus there Street Fighter go. movie. Perfect. And <laughs> yes. then, since Warner Brothers owns all this, Mortal Kombat versus the DC Universe. Forget you, Snyderverse. Yes. We got this. Oh, and man. then, and then they could do the ultimate team of the Street Fighter characters versus Marvel, oh. because that is an actual oh, game, man. too. Marvel versus there Capcom. We go. So just tie them into the MCU. Yep. And then you have Street Fighter on with Marvel and Mortal Kombat with DC. Uh-huh. Put them into the films. Everything has to ultimately boil down to one universe. Yep, everyone. we'll get there one day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Pixar's got it figured out. Yeah. Get your act together, everyone else. Um, well, any other final thoughts on Mortal Kombat? No, I think those, I mean, yeah, I think I've said my piece. Uh, overall, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, not great. Yeah, I've said my piece too. Similar thoughts to Ryan. Overall, pretty good, not great. Fun with a crowd of people or friends, I guess I should say. Yeah, that's true. I would say your viewing experience, I think, will be elevated if more people were watching it with you. Um, well, yes. yeah, I would, I would agree with that statement. Um, but there you go. Put it on HBO if you have it. It's free, so just put it on while you're working from home. It's... Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks um, 
tuning in. Well, let, let's let's see if we have an email. I don't think we do. Oh, let yeah. me let's oh, double check. Yeah, let's see good, if we have yeah. an email. Um, and oh shoot, what else? What else do we have on the horizon? Uh, well, we did mention mm-hmm. Loki. We'll pr- I would imagine we'll do an episode on Loki. That's still a month yes, away. Yes, actually more than yeah. that. And so then it's... after that, it's actually Black Widow. In some capacity, it's in June, yeah, right? I think it's June. I keep forgetting. Okay, they've changed that so, date so many times. That might. I don't know. Is there another movie before that that we would potentially do? I think this kind of like. Uh, I feel like July. I think when we were looking up stuff last month or last episode, it was July and August. Movie wise, were the big months. There's going to be a lot of stuff hitting there, so it might be a little bit slow for the next couple of weeks until Loki comes out. Um, but then we'll have a lot to talk about later in the summer, everyone. Um, so stay tuned for that. And, um, what else? Oh, it's Mother's Day this weekend. So don't forget it's Mother's Day, listeners. Go do something motherly. That's what, that's do what you do. something motherly? I don't know. That's what you do on Mother's I don't Day. Know. That's how Mother's Day works, right? <laughs> right. You just have to take care of someone for a day or something for a day. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's how it works. I don't know. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And um, flawless victory. Uh, get over here. What's another no, what's Finish another him. Line? Finish him. Finish him. That's more appropriate. Finish him. Uh, Bye. Bye. This has been After the Credits, a Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks.